We are I. Good morning, everybody. Tuesday after the long weekend, and you can't wake up early enough to be able to get up before the sun these days. And who couldn't be happier at that time of year? This weekend, after spending some much needed, well deserved time in the backcountry, I've actually been planning this trip for three years, and it meant a lot to me. A lot. It was the first trip into the backcountry with my three kids with they had, when they had their packs on, packed their own clothes and like a little bit of food that they were going to eat. And just to see them all, four, five, and nine, with their packs on, trekking into the backcountry. And we went 6K in, 6K out. It wasn't an easy hike. Didn't have a lot of vertical to it. But it was amazing, truly amazing. And like any story in the backcountry, nothing in the backcountry ever goes according to plan. There's always something. There's always something that comes up. And every time that I go into the backcountry, I always bring steak and salmon, wine, rosé, bottles of cider. Like when I go into the backcountry, it's an experience for me. Like it's not something that I do and eat freeze-dried meals and all this shit. Like, no, I train hard. I'm strong. I think in my mind when I'm training all the time is for the moments like when I want to trek into the backcountry with 80 to 100 pounds in my backpack because I want to eat good and I want to feel good and I want to drink good and I want to have a great time. And this time was no different. A bottle of carnivore wine in the backpack didn't have the steaks this time, just thought a little bit more simple. I had the real nice grass-fed beef sausages and some chorizo sausage and, you know, just some all-beef hot dogs for the kids. You know, just something that'd be fun for them to roast on their stick and, you know, beside the fire in the backcountry and just love seeing it. So when we get there and we start setting up camp, you know, one thing that I always do with all my perishable items is I stick them, you know, I find the a river or the lake and, you know, I build myself a nice little rock ring like I would for, you know, a fire. You know, I build up nice and high so it's not like your, your stuff's going to drift away downstream because, yeah, that's happened before. Nothing like running down a river chasing your stake because, yeah, it's happened before seeing it float away because your rock wall just wasn't quite high enough or there was just a little bit of a little bit of a wave or you know a little bit of thrust of water that just carried it a little bit higher than that that rock wall so made my rock walls nice and high especially the ones that represented the downstream piled a bunch of rocks on top of you know, all the food just to, you know, keep it compressed and, you know, keep it down and keep it under water where it's nice and cold. And, you know, these things were maybe 12, 14 inches underwater, you know, basically from your fingertips to your elbow. 
So I go walking away and setting up the tents and getting the rock ring set up for the fire and you know, just watching everybody play and just having a great time. Then all of a sudden I see this raven. I'm like, okay. Then my oldest and her cousin come running back from the river and they're like, dad, 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 the raven eat all of our food. I was like, no, there's no way. There's no way that that raven knew that there was food in those packages under what like they none of them were open none of them were smelling like anything like they were underneath a bed of rocks like you could barely even see the packages so i think that they're just there's no way that they're right and i come walking over and there's all the empty wrappers you know 12 all beef hot dogs and you know eight or ten of these trees with sausages and just Everything, like all, all of our meats, and they're gone just like that within the first five minutes. And you have five children in the backcountry. Well, for one, it's a good thing that you packed a bunch of peanut butter and jelly and, you know, brought a loaf of bread and you still had those hot dog buns and you had a few boxes of emergency macaroni and cheese and a few of those things. It's not like we didn't have any food. But I didn't have any food. The kids were well taken care of in this situation. But the one thing that also happened is just getting all of these kids ready in the morning and it just being a rush and, you know, getting them up at five and out the door, you know, by six so we can get in in line and ready for our spot in the park. I forgot to eat. And we had an early dinner the day before. So on Friday around dinner time, having something to eat, not eating for the rest of the night, not eating in the morning, you know, trekking this six kilometers into the back country with about 80 to 100 pounds on my back. Because by that time, by the time we got there, I was carrying multiple other packs, but mine. I said, hmm. This is one of those, those life lessons right now. Never in all my years in the backcountry has my food been tampered with ever. Except for one time when, you know, like a, a squirrel kind of was nipping at the package, but the food was still there. But like, that's the extent of it. My food's never gone bad. I've never had an animal come because of my food, like nothing. And then like all my food has gone in. It's like, this is a test. I eat early, which I never do the, the day before. I always eat late. Yes, I fast in the morning, but I never not eat something before I leave. Always eat something before I leave. And I forgot. It wasn't even on my mind. So how far can I push this body? The peace really came from knowing that these children were taken care of. And it didn't affect anybody but me. And just knowing that in my mind, I train for this every day. I fast before every single time I work out because I don't eat before any of my workouts and I push myself. I'm ruthless and I'm relentless on my body and my mind. I do not take it easy on me because that is not who I am. 
and is not what I want. It's not why I wake up at 4.30 in the morning. I don't wake up at 4.30 in the morning to be able to take it easy on myself. I wake up at 4.30 in the morning to be able to work out fasted because I need to understand. I need to understand the depths of my mind. I need to understand the depths of my soul and the depths of my passion to be able to conquer the things that I want to conquer because the one thing that I've realized about my life and my version of being a champion has nothing to do with money or business or anything. My version of being a champion is being able to collect the moments that knowing you can always persevere. You create enough leverage points in your moments or moments of life where nothing is going to stand in your way. When these things happen, when you're looking at that raven and you're standing there and you motherfucker and you're like, nah, huh, I got this. I see what you're trying to do. You don't think I can win this test too? You don't think I can win this battle? You got another thing coming. I will carry all these children out. I will carry all their packs. I will fast for three days before I do it because I'm a champion in my mind. I can persevere through this. I test myself. I know what I can get through because I've been in a situation like this before and I'm still here. This is not unique to me. This is unique to all of us. But when you intentionally, intentionally put yourself in harm's way, no matter what kind of harm that may look like, when you put yourself in harm's way so you know how you're going to react, when that happened, I was at peace. It didn't phase me at all because I put myself in my own harm's way by choice enough that when those situations come through in their own organic, natural form, I don't want to be phased. I don't want to be phased at all. I want to smile in the face of adversity and not be trembling behind that smile. I want to smile in the face of adversity and feel the peace and calm that I need to be able to get through whatever I need to get through with a calm, cool, collective mind. Because that's my version of being a champion. And we all have this. This is not unique to me. You have it. You have it. We all have it. But do you test yourself? Do you sharpen those skills? I talk repeatedly about being able to sharpen the sword. Do you sharpen your sword enough that when those situations come through, you don't get hungry? You don't convince your mind that you need food. You don't convince yourself that you need to pack up and leave because this trip is over because it's going a little sideways. No. You stand your ground. You smile in the face of adversity. And you say, challenge accepted. Because I am stronger than this moment. I'm stronger than the moment that's going to come next. I'm stronger than the moment that comes in the morning. I'm stronger than the mo moment when I know that I have to pack everybody else's packs back out, plus mine, plus carrying kids. When you've ate nothing, bring it. Because the things that feed my soul, the things that feed my hunger, are the beautiful water that I can drink right out of that glacier river. Being able to bathe in that river, being able to swim in it, being able to feel the electricity of that cold water flowing over my body. Being able to see these children have fun for the first time that they've ever backpacked into the backcountry. First time that they've ever slept in a tent by product of their own legs, their own ambition, their own will to be able to have this experience. 
being in nature, being able to fill my mind, my heart, my soul with ease of being in a place that does everything for me every single time, everything that I need it to be. I am full. I can't eat anymore. I can't put one more bite in my mouth. It's all I need. It's all I want. What is your definition of a champion?